the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, last week, MetAaron reported this spring had been the driest on record in Leinster since digital records began about 70 years ago. With rain and cooler weather forecast later this week, our resident environmental uh, scientist and expert, Dr. Cara Gustenberg, is claiming that it isn't so rosy in the garden and that there is a link between these weather patterns and climate records uh, broken in Ireland and across the globe. Welcome uh, to Down to Earth, uh, Cara. First of all, tell us about Ireland's driest spring. Well, it looks like uh, yesterday was the hottest day of the year, but but this has been ongoing for a while. So since March, we've had seven weather stations around the country experiencing an absolute drought, which is 15 consecutive days without rain, and probably most prominently the one in Phoenix Park, um, which, which had just 5.8 millimeters uh, of rain uh, between March and April. So the, the average around this time is around 60 millimeters. So this is really um, quite an extreme drought in the parts of the country. And we're now seeing farmers having to irrigate, which is, which is something that 12 years ago when Philip Badger Hayes did a climate documentary, he was laughed at when he and Professor John Sweeney proposed that farmers in the east of Ireland would, would have to routinely irrigate grassland. And, and now we've seen two out of three years where that's having to happen. So we're starting to shift into a new normal here in Ireland. But, but I also recall that we had the wettest February in history. Yeah, but we also, I was looking back at, at our chats uh, over the years now, and, and the February prior to that in, in 2019 was the warmest February on record. So in general, we are seeing a, a overall warming in Ireland. We've seen a 0.8 degree Celsius warming here in Ireland since the 1890s, and the average globally is just over one degree. We've seen a reduction in the number of frost days and shortening of the frost season, and quite a pronounced increase in, in rainfall in places like the north and western areas of the country. So the climate is changing. Ironically, Ivan, it's been changing quite quite significantly since the 1960s, which is around the time you arrived on this planet. So I'm, I'm not saying okay. there's an implication, but I'm well, starting indeed, to wonder. Well, indeed, indeed. Well, I claim credit for everything else. I may as well claim credit for this. Now, but they, the, the, the point is this. I thought that there was not necessarily a pattern for Irish weather in terms of hotter, colder drier, wetter, but that we would have more extremes, I thought is what you were previously saying. Yeah, we, there's both. I mean, there's certainly an overall warming that, that's been happening. And Met Aaron, even in, in 2019, when we, we started to see that the warmest February on record, Met Aaron said we're, that they were starting to see spring was arriving earlier, uh, that that was clear not only in, in respect to temperatures, but the changes in the start of the growing season. And then at the same time, we did have this extreme weather around then. So we had Ophelia, the beast from the east, um, all of this extreme winter, and then a drought that followed that led to the the fodder crisis of 2018 that, that we all remember quite well. So um, we are seeing changes in extremes and then we're also seeing an overall kind of warming that's in line with the global projections. Well, I suppose as regards Ireland's climate, I mean, you know, if you're going to say we'd have harsher winters and drier summers, last winter wasn't that harsh. Like the, we had a couple of very bad storms. I fully accept that. So, Emma mm-hmm. and Ophelia and, and, and we had very heavy snow and so on. But like this winter, you know, you could not say all our winters have got worse. That isn't the case. 
I think it depends on your definition of worse. So we've, we've definitely seen an increase in, in precipitation compared to the 1960s, you know, to, to more present day. And the projections are for even more of an increase up to up to 14 percent increase in precipitation by mid by mid century, um, with summers then becoming drier. And look, we saw in 2018 a very dry summer. We're, we're seeing it again now. So, you know, these will become more frequent. That's that, that's what the projections are showing. And that's what the models are showing. So, so if you take the long-range view, 1890 or 1960, uh, has Ireland got warmer? Because this this is something, you know, people spend, spend a fortune on sun holidays and all the rest of it. This is something that has people dancing in the streets that we have lovely weather. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've so we tend to look at 1890 as the baseline year because that's before the combustion engine and and the sort of industrial revolution really kicked off and before we started really burning a lot of fossil fuels and putting them in the atmosphere. And since then, we've seen a, a, a 0.8 uh, degree Celsius increase in temperature in Ireland and and globally, we've seen about a 1.1 degree rise. So Ireland is not warming as fast as other parts of the world. The Arctic, for example, uh, warming very very quickly. Parts of the equator warming very quickly. Um, but we are still warming, yes, for sure. And the and the Irish Sea and the seas around Ireland ha- have been warming uh, in line with that too. So if that, if that is the evidence today, what are the projections? Well, there's they tend to, and I, this kind of annoys me about climate scientists, is they always give their projections by end of century, so 2100, which, which doesn't concern a lot of us who mm. probably won't be around for that. So, you know, of course, we're worried about our grandchildren and our children, but um, I prefer looking at projections that are around 2050, mid-century. I think that's, that's something we can all get our head around. And so by end of century, they're saying three to four degrees Celsius increase in temperature in Ireland, but you know, that's about a, a degree and a half uh, increase in Ireland here. And that may not sound like a lot, but that could be, you know, uh, very significant increases in precipitation and uh, significant decreases in rainfall in the summer. Um, And they're saying much more increased frequency of very wet days. So over 20 percent increase in frequency of very wet or extreme rainfall days, which is not what we want, because that's when we can't actually store all the water and we tend to get flooding experiences and stuff. So, um, you know, it is more extreme wet as those temperature changes uh, happen. And I think probably more pronounced is what happens to the Arctic and how profoundly that affects our weather systems here in Ireland. So so is the biggest consequence for Ireland if we're planning forward based on these climate uh, you know, change assumptions that actually water is our biggest problem in terms of floods, preserving water and then droughts in the summer? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that it, that it is all related to water for us here in Ireland. That seems to be the the big risk, and of course that has a knock on effect to food production because we have built our farming systems uh, based on a certain climate and temperature situation right now that is going to be very different in the future. So perhaps our farming systems need to change quite profoundly too, in line with that. Like more grass or less tillage or or what? Well, you- Irrigation, and I, you know, I think Professor oh, Johnson has yeah. been saying that for for twelve years. I mean, irrigation is something that happens in in a lot of other parts of the world. Certainly, where where I grew up, they're very dependent on irrigation, and that that could be a reality for for farmers, particularly in the southeast and the east of the country, uh, as we're seeing now, where where water will become more of an issue for them. And what what's the impact on oceans? Like we know, the um, sea level is rising if the uh, north and south poles are melting, so we we get that. But what what is the impact for oceans if they're warmer? Yeah, one of 
of the interesting things about sea level rise is that about half of that sea level rise is coming from the fact that just warmer water takes up more space. So those molecules tend to take up more space. And, and so that sea level rise is not just as a result of the Greenland ice sheet melting and the Antarctic melting, but it's also as a result of the ocean heating up. So we have seen uh, the, the seas around Ireland warming at about 0.3 to 0.4 degrees Celsius per decade since the 1980s, but actually the Irish Sea has been warming twice as fast. Uh, so that's warming even more. And yesterday, a, a quite a shocking report came out uh, looking at the rate of warming in the oceans as a whole, saying that they, that even if we reduce emissions radically, um, scientists are still projecting seven times faster warming uh, in the second half of the century compared to now, with dramatic increases, particularly in the lower, the deep, deep oceans. So I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Meg, which is my daughter's famous uh, favorite movie. It's about a, a megalodon that rises up from the depths of the oceans. And, you know, the, the kind of crazy science behind that movie isn't so crazy when you look at this report and see that species in the deep, deep oceans will have to migrate further up to, you know, to deal with these these changes in temperature. And it could really change the whole ecosystem of, of the deep ocean. And it's more acidic, is it? Yeah, I mean, the pH of the ocean, which is what, what we talk about when we talk about acidity, um, as the oceans have absorbed a lot of carbon dioxide, um, they, they have that's changed the acidity of the ocean. So we've seen about a 30 percent increase or decrease in pH level um, since pre-industrial times. And that is getting worse. And that's contributing to things like if you've heard the Great Barrier Reef is nearly dead or dead as a result, partly of ocean acidification. Uh, but it also makes it hard for, for species to survive in, in these kind of very different uh, conditions than they're used to. But every politician in every country now is out bidding each other to be more green than the next. Everyone's voting green. We're going to get a green government. I mean, surely this will all be all right on the night. And so far as that when we get to 2050, uh, it'll all be changed with our politics. Yeah. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, language shifting and we're certainly seeing public opinion shifting a lot. So even last year in the U.S., um, they did a survey that 69 percent of Americans were worried about climate change. And that was an 8 percent increase from the previous year, which which um, researchers were really shocked by. And here in Ireland, the EPA last year found that 86 percent of adults uh, were concerned about the environment, with 61 percent of them citing climate change as their biggest concern. Um, and even this this last Last month, Friends of the Earth published a, a, a survey where 71% of the people they surveyed said that the next government will, will fail the people of Ireland if they don't act to combat climate change. So the public interest is there, but unfortunately, emissions are still rising, and, and you know, not just in Ireland, but across the globe. So the action isn't there. And when you read these reports about what's happening in the Arctic and the deep oceans, uh, and scientists now saying, you know, even if we stay below two degrees of warming, we're still going to see profound found changes in the Arctic, a potentially a completely ice-free Arctic uh, in, in summers, uh, and we're going to see profound changes in the ocean, even if we keep emissions below this two-degree uh, threshold, um, you start to think we really don't have any more time to kind of to chat about how much our politicians care, that we need radical action right now to have any hope of addressing this. All right, there you have it. A radical action required. Dr. Cara Gustenberg, environmental uh, scientist with Down to Earth this week, linking weather patterns and climate change. My thanks, as always, for her and the work she puts into Down to Earth. 
the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.